On today's episode of Blending Bourbon, be sure to join Dixon Dedman and myself, David Mark Young, as we're joined by bourbon enthusiast Eric Jansen out of Indianapolis, who questions us on what you want to know. Blending Bourbon is the podcast that takes you beyond the barrel and behind the scenes of the whiskey industry with master blenders Dixon Dedman and David Mark Young. Welcome back. Another episode of Blending Bourbon. I'm Dixon Dedman of 2XO Whiskey, joined as always by the pride of Omaha and the face that launched a thousand boy bands, Mr. Golden Sheaf himself, David Mark Young. Dixon Dedman, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I think I, I think I'm kind of in the in the same boat as you. I'm going in entirely too many different directions right now, but it's uh, it's good. Lots of balls in the air. Lots of good things happening. Yeah, you know, there's like weird parts of it, right? I mean, I spent six hours today getting my picture taken and having to do videos and all of that stuff. And it's just weird. It's just well, you weird. look great. I could tell you're dressed up. You got your hair. And I makeup think I, there and... was a little makeup on me earlier. I don't yeah. know if I still have it. I, don't, I, I, I could tell. Yeah. yeah. Some blush. And uh, I, I hope we didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I probably look like a damn clown, circus clown. I don't know. Never. Um, Never. You look great. It's always fun to come over there like, oh, there's, you have to just, there's a little, we're getting a glare, you know, we're getting a. So was this on, was this an on site somewhere in particular? Can you tell yeah, us? Yeah, it, it was a school um, kind of restaurant bar in Lexington called Eppings. And nice. um, it's kind of has this like modern, but also kind of rustic look and they chose it. And I just, you know, it, <clears throat> videos and, and, Photography for digital, social, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't, I, they just told me where to be and when to be there. And I went there and did it. Bring your, bring your beautiful face. And yes. Yeah, so I got to get home. I got, I got a podcast. I got to, I got to, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, priorities. I, yeah. Well, I've been, I'm here at the bottling plant. We've been bottling all day, yesterday, today, blending, bottling, all things, um, all great things. I, I smell like bourbon. Um, part for the course, but, uh, yeah, exciting. So, you know what we have talked in the past about, you know, engaging with our audience members and we've had a ton of feedback. We've had a ton of, um, volunteers. Yeah, no, I think like seven of the 16 listeners responded to that, like call that's, out. I, I that's mean, close it, it, to 50%. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's called engagement. It's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming. It's amount overwhelming of engagement. Yeah. So, uh, so, call to action. We we said we threatened to go ahead and bring someone on. Um, someone did a random uh, drawing of all of those that volunteered uh, to sacrifice themselves or in their time, spend some time with us. And we found, we found our winner. We found him. We found, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we're going to have to put him on the spot and figure out why in the heck he wanted to come on this podcast with us. But let me introduce Eric Jansen. Oh, Welcome to our guys. podcast. 
thank you guys for having me on and sorry for cutting you off there david no problem um <laughs> yeah, I, do I don't all know the time. if i'm your first victim or your first big mistake in all of podcasting <laughs> we'll see we'll see I, 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 I think this is gonna be fantastic we're excited to have you on here thanks for thanks for taking the time we want to hear that's what we've been saying right we want to hear from you we want to know uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think talking through this and, and, and a lot of this conversation comes after we've had multiple pours of whatever, um, <laughs> but you, you know, you start talking about podcasts and things you listen to or think, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, we, I listen to this podcast. It's cool. And, um, and it's like a couple of talking heads on there, just blabbing, um, uh, which can be entertaining. Uh, but I know I listen to stuff all the time and I'm like, Hey, I really wish I could ask somebody this, or I really wish I could say on air. Yeah. David does have a great beard or, you know, or, or, or whatever. Um, he does so have thought, a good beard. You know, he's, he's got a good beard. I mean, he, it, it has its own stylist. Um, but you know, we've, and, and you know, it was just, it's just kind of fun to open it up chat. I, I, you know, I, it's, it, I get distracted just having to, you know, um, stare into the, the, the beautiful abyss that is the face of David Mark Young. So let's, let's, let's get some other action in here. And sounds um, like you've had a few pours already. I, I have not. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm on a dry streak. Thank you very oh. much. Again. All right. Oh, oh, David, you do have a golden voice to go with that golden sheaf bourbon. Oh, listen to you guys. Wow. You guys are too kind. Uh-huh. I, 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 thank you. That's kind. But um, look at that beard, Eric, and that hat. I'd, I, I, I don't have enough hat on, nor do I have enough beard. I'm, I'm feeling a little envious there. But, um, yeah, you guys, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. But, Eric... Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> what do you What do you think? <laughs> Wait, so let me uh, let me ask you. Go, go ahead. I'm just thankful that y'all gave me the opportunity. It's great to chat with you, David, and it's great to kind of catch up with you, Dixon. Catch up. The last... so, is there some history yeah. there? Yeah. So the last time I saw Dixon was. Uh, Last year, over Memorial Day weekend, I got to partake in what would be one of the last tastings that he hosted at the Beaumont Inn. And he happened to have a little sample bottle rolling around that day <laughs> of what would eventually become the Phoenix Blend from 2XO. Wow, man, yes, you, you got to experience some history there. Wow. Yes, I did. And I may or may not have worn his cowboy hat. Okay. Do we, do he definitely stole the hat for a picture, <laughs> and I feel so bad because I think you realized it once it was too late how sweaty I was that day, <laughs> and you had already put it on your head. And at that point, you're like, "Well, we've committed to this bit." Yeah. That's well, well that, not me at all. I was like, "What can I do to make myself look like?" Okay, I'll just wear this cowboy hat and go with it. Yeah. <laughs> So note to the producer, Myrden, if there's a picture out there of that, we've oh, I'm got sure to, there this is. is a time we've got to, yeah. we've got to uh, I can, I can send it in. All right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. hopefully we're looking at that right now as they, as they <laughs> um, 
master. But that was cool. Do you remember what all did we taste in that tasting? Do you remember? I, I think that was the one I was kind of like I was telling you all. I was kind of wrapping them up, and I was we we pulled out yep. some 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 interesting. You pulled stuff, out some hitters. Yeah. So from what I remember, we had a. 1970 or 72 Yellowstone. Oh, the Yellowstone, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you had the your former brand's uh, Dry State. Dry State in there. Mm. Uh, you threw some of us off with a uh, Bullet Tenure, mm. and boy, howdy, what else was in there? I'd have to look back in my pictures to actually see it. Did I have Let's that see. Weller foolproof in there? I think you might have. I can, I can check real quick. No, it's. I mean, that was. I, I just remember. It was definitely. I, I knew going into it. It was one of those groups that knew what they were talking about. We didn't really have to discuss. You know what? What's the difference between bourbon and whiskey or anything like that? And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna. Let's. It's one of my one of my last last go rounds. So we 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 brought out some some. We had a good time. It was absolutely phenomenal. I wish you were still doing them, but I understand why you're not. Well, if my life ever slows down, I've got a space to to do them. It's just uh, between everything I got to do when I'm home. It, and then that whole like husband and father thing and uh you know oh, yeah that's right so one one day one day uh i there's nothing i i really enjoy more than and and to be honest with you it's cool it's really cool to go out there with your own brands and talk about your brand and the story of your brand and 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 that um there's there's something cool about tasting with people when when you know it you're just talking through a, a bourbon talking through a profile talking through an experience um there's no pressure people don't feel pressure to say hey i really like this when maybe they really don't and you know and and um you know it's just the, the, that that was always kind of fun because you get kind of people's like real take on on what they think when they don't feel like they have to sugarcoat um their feelings on something or whatever that was always fun. Absolutely. The, the, the feedback was always interesting. And I just, you know, get a little silly and start stealing people's hats and, you know, fun stuff <laughs> like that. It's always good. So was that a pretty big group that was there? Yeah, I think there was, I think there was 10 of us, maybe a few more. Yeah. Okay. What's m most memorable moment about that event, oh, Eric? Juan Dixon just turning and walking out of the room after he heard I was also attached to the Adventure Club Bourbon Society out of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had some good times with that group. <laughs> yeah, we take over the Beaumont every yeah, year. And Had some really we have good, good times time. with that group. <laughs> um, also, one of my friends that I was there with, um, David, he... Uh, he got to play the piano in the uh, lobby area, and he played it very well. It's a very beautiful piano. I can't remember the brand. He knows more about it than I do. It's an 1880-something Steinway. Wow. There it is, Steinway. Yeah, and yeah. 
I David rode with me for the whole weekend. He's from New York. I'm from Indiana now. I picked him up in Louisville, and we spent that whole weekend together. So he was losing his mind about getting to play a Steinway. Wow. That's awesome. Hey, what like what part of Indiana are you in, Eric? Uh, I am just a little south of Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, the... The 12th through the 14th, I'll be in Indianapolis. Um, All right. Uh, this 12th? The, the... Of, of, of April. Of not, April. Not next week. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to do some cool stuff up there. There's a, is it called like Table and Vine or something in Vine? Yep. Yeah. Yep, Table uh, and Vine. The th- 13th i'll be there from like five to seven signing bottles drinking whiskey hanging out that kind of thing um and then we're doing some other stuff around it i'll I'll, if you got time come hang out oh i got all the time all right what do you what what you got in your glass eric so since i'm talking to two really great blenders i have got this is actually my first infinity bottle and this one is going on just about seven years now oh wow that it's been put together um the last few things that got added to it were a 12 year 101 wild turkey a uh bottle your own elijah craig barrel proof and what else was there a Oh, a uh, good Remus pick from a store here in Indiana. Do you kind of track that thing, like in terms of uh, of like not nope. necessarily what's in it, but like when it's good and when it's like if if you hit it one time, you're like, oh wow, like this is solid. You pull up, like pull out an ounce and like set it aside, yep. and then. So I don't pull out an ounce. I know when it's good, um, and then there was one point where I left it untouched for about six months. And there's been nothing but bourbon and rye put into this. Uh, it turned malty, hmm. almost like a malt whiskey a little bit. And it was weird. So it's turned back to where I want it now. But I've definitely noticed what products I've added have added what characteristics to it. So I was I was at um, at a meeting at, at New Riff uh, a while back. And their bar at New Riff... They've got an they've got an infinity bottle back there on the back shelf, and, oh. and they kind of like I think it's on Fridays they kind of let people try it. But basically everything that's poured in the tasting room, when it gets down to a certain level, it just goes into this infinity bottle. And Ooh. I think I've tried it like three times, and one time it's just all rye, and the next time it is the weirdest damn thing you've ever tasted in your entire life. And it, it, it's like now I just walk in, I'm like. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I'm going to need to see where the infinity bottle is. I think they're, they're like, it's just such a fun like concept and such a fun thing to, to, to watch and, and, um, see how it changes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've experimented with a, with a barrel, you know, a little, little three gallon barrel and do the same thing. I get a bottle down to, you know, a couple pours and dump it into the barrel. And, um, at one point I, just wasn't happy with it. It, it had, I also was not keeping track of it, and there were things that were dumped in it. I mean, you know, it's exclusively bourbon and rye, but um, I don't know if it was the 
something in the. You oak, still drink it though, right? I mean, it, of course, still, yeah, okay. of course, yeah. It, it 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 never, you know, it didn't go sour. It didn't, it, but it, it it went south of my preferred flavor profile. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, and then and then I've, I've added stuff to it, and it's yeah, it's come around. So it's interesting to 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 toy with. Yeah, I, I'm it's, curious. It, go ahead, Eric. It's certainly fun. I've got another one here that is, it was comprised of my last bit of Wild Turkey Diamond Anniversary, and now it has all of the Wild Turkey Master's Keeps plus every single barrel product from Wild Turkey that I've owned. There's a bit of that in there. So uh, I'm I'm looking, you're talking about some, you know, really good bottles. I see some Peerless, I think, back there. Yeah. Um, maybe some beers um oh uh, yeah what what what's what's your collection look like are you are you a collector first of all no uh, i'm a drinker but you're a drinker the oh, there collection is. is right there and it's it's a strong little of this a little of that sure yeah. yeah and there is still more whiskey oh. up under there yeah look at that look at that awesome <laughs> so so what what does the whiskey scene I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot for a while but I, I would love to get some questions from you Absolutely. For us. Um, but what, what's the whiskey scene look like in your area We, you and I talked a little bit yesterday and I know you mentioned yeah. your, your involvement in some of uh, the local activities so truthfully the Indianapolis area whiskey scene is kind of choppy um, you've got you don't have like one main club that everybody belongs to and you don't have one main bar that everybody seems to hang out at. It's pretty spread out. Um, like, you've got Naptown Bourbon Club, who has a lot of great people in it. And they're mostly up on your northwest side of Indianapolis, up near Castleton and Carmel and all that. Uh, you've also got the Fishers Bourbon Society, which is a little bit more east. Um and then you've also got the Indiana Bourbon Club, which I'm a board member of. We're trying to incorporate more people and trying to help consolidate and get more folks together. But like any type of ground-up grassroots movement, it takes time to really get engagement and gain traction. Um, as for like bars and whatnot, you've pretty much got your, your Fountain Square, your downtown area of Indianapolis on the circle. And then you've got a few places up in that northeast corner. Um, so you've got like uh, Nikki Blaine's in downtown. You've got Blend Cigar Bar up on the northeast side. Um, there's Final Third Whiskey and Cigar out in Ingalls, Indiana, where I'm usually hanging out at. Or, yeah, up in Ingalls, Indiana. I had to make sure I said the right thing there. And you've got some pretty um, good, I, I know Starlight Distilleries. Yep, they're the about they're about a two hour trip from me now. Okay. Oh, gotcha. but not not bad at all. I can, well, no, only an hour and a half. It's sure. it's about the same distance for me to get to Louisville as it is for me to get to Starlight. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah. Dick Dixon mentioned he's got some activity in there. I've got some coming up as well. Uh, the next couple of weeks, and unfortunately, they don't overlap, but. Um, yeah, love to see uh, that some of the events coming up and um, absolutely. 
but yeah, appreciate sharing and you know some of your collection. But I, I'm curious when when you found out you had an opportunity to come on the podcast, you're being punished. You, yeah, you think what? <laughs> <laughs> what what was your what was your thought? Uh, my first thought was, oh boy, <laughs> I better not say anything too stupid today. No, that's my job. That's that's I'm my doing. job. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> we compete for that job. <laughs> I I don't know. I've got a lot of good years of saying real stupid stuff. I <laughs> I'd like to think I'm pretty professional at it. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, at some point you and I had talked, and then, uh, um, but what's what's on your mind? Had you had you seen an episode and thought, you know, kind of back to what Dixon was saying? Oh man, if I, you know, anything come to mind, questions wise, or you know, things that you're interested in discussing? So I've been listening and watching since. Episode three, I think that okay. one came across my Instagram feed and I saw that you guys had it up and running. So I went back, listened to the first two, and then I've just kept up ever since. Um, it's just always it's always interesting to hear it from the standpoint of people who are in the industry and actively having to travel and, you know, hearing about experiences on the road and meeting with different people and how you manage sometimes your work-life balance or just lack thereof. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's probably more accurate. <laughs> you know, I, I, I heard something interesting today. It was actually on the bourbon pursuit podcast, um, Ryan and Kenny, and they, they, they mentioned us, they mentioned, um, Dixon and David on the blood and bourbon podcast. And, um, this was shortly after Ryan, and I had had met up and and we had we actually had Ryan on the podcast so that that'll be airing in the in the near future um but they they made a comment about they they've got um and Dixon I don't know if you're aware of this they've got behind the pursuit I think it's like a little little subset of you know kind of quick podcasts that they, they do to to kind of similar concept you know to take a look at behind the scenes of their brand united uh, pursuit spirits and um but they said uh yeah you know everybody thinks it's really glamorous and uh, you know everybody's wealthy but honestly it's it's about getting kicked in the dick every day <laughs> i thought that was pretty fun <laughs> pretty pretty spot on but uh yeah so what questions do you have eric so one of my questions would always be, I'm sure that you get asked a thousand times, and I don't know a better way to phrase it is when you guys go into the process of creating a new blend, whether that be for a new batch or for a new brand, are you looking to create something? Or are you letting the stocks that you have at your disposal kind of dictate where it goes? Mm. That's That's a good one. You want to take that one? Sure. Um, you know, <clears throat> I'm probably not smart enough to go into it thinking this is what I'm going to create and 
this is how I'm going to get there. I mean, I, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. I mean, my, I go back to, and it really all kind of go, goes back to my, um, you know, growing up in the, in the restaurant business, um, you know, and that's, 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 there's a lot of funny things about the restaurant business, but you know, if you read, uh, like you read Anthony Bourdain's book, you know, you never eat fish on Monday because it, uh, it came in on Thursday and by Monday mm-hmm. it's been there for four days or whatever. But you know, you, when you, to me, when you go and, and you start to create, and that's whether or not it was back when I was having to prepare chef or specials for our restaurants or, or whatever. I mean, you got to go look at what you got in the cooler, right? You got to go look at what you've got um, available to you. And, and I can, I can start out with the, the notion of creating the spiciest, biggest, boldest, richest, strongest, whatever. Um, but if the ingredients aren't there, the ingredients aren't there. And, and for me, you know, I, I, I liken it as well as to just starting with a blank canvas and I'm going to start with this blank canvas. Uh, and I've got, I've got this set of paint to work with and, and, and that's, that's what I've got. So you, you know, you put a little, you put, and I just say this all the time, like you put a big green, um, you know, circle on the, on the left side and all of a sudden the right side's out of balance. So you go over there and on the right side, you put a big red square and all of a sudden, uh, all you see is the green circle and the big red square and there's all this white in between. And so you just kind of start adding and developing and, and, you know, and, and I think, I think, you know, part of blending is not your ability to, uh, all, you know, anybody can just keep throwing shit together and, and, and getting somewhere. Um, you know, part of it is, is having an understanding, uh, and, and the confidence to say, stop, this is right. This looks right. This feels right. I, you know, I, you know, um, I think that's true. You know, you have a lot of these people doing a lot of, David does a lot of it, a lot of, and we've had this conversation, a lot of finishing, you know, I'm going to, and, and they get in their mind that I'm going to take this six-year-old rye and I'm going to put it in this Saltern barrel and in eight months, it's going to be fantastic. And, and, you know, and then what you see is that, you know, or what people don't have the confidence to do a lot of times is to say, you know what? This is really freaking good at five months. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop, stop. Because, you know, it, and that's, that's another lesson I got a long time ago from, uh, you know, from like the, the old guys, old guys, I shouldn't call them the old guys, but the, you know, the Jimmy Russells, the Jim Rutledges, you know, they, they felt like, uh, you know, the, the, the path that the quality of their whiskeys took was this gradual incline um, and, it, and it slowly got better and better with age until it peaked and then it falls off a cliff it gets over oaked and it falls off a cliff and and they you know and and both of them have told me a number of times you know the the challenge is not to wait until the very last second the challenge is to have the confidence to say it's time this is ready i'm happy with it we need to we need to put it in a bottle you know, you, you, you can't, you can't go back. You can't, you can't blend it no. back out. Um, and so, you know, for me, it, it, the very long kind of confusing answer to your question is like, you know, it's, 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 
it's about, you know, working with what you have available and finding that, that combination, uh, to get, to get you to a place you're confident enough to say, this is it. I'm ready. You know, it's the, the, I, I can't, I can't do it any better than this. Yeah. 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 I, I would agree. I, I have a question, the follow on question for you, Dixon is, you know, going into your, your bottling and, you know, how solidified is your blend is the proof at the moment of bottling, you know, and I have a little bit of understanding and, you know, insight, what that looks like as far as when you go to bottle, but it, have you pivoted last minute because of, you know, some sort of something that just was off? I mean, we've know? had some like production issues where we had to change some stuff. Um, only a handful of times have I, and, and really in this, in this, like with the Phoenix blend, I was probably 10% uh, below the yield I expected. I just hadn't worked with these barrels long enough to know. Um, and, 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 you know, factoring in the fact that these barrels had been moved four times, uh, you know, and that agitation, you know, creates a lot of, you know, loss and, and things like that. Um, and then, you know, and that's, that part is scary as hell. You know, I mean, it's one thing to have a bunch of little sample bottles and make a little blend in my little lab and get happy with it, whatever. But, you know, when you dump 125 barrels, there, there ain't no going back from that. <laughs> you, know, you, you The toothpaste is out of the tube at that point. You know, you're not, it's not going back in there. Um, yeah, what's done is done then. Right. And, and, you know, it, 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 I am my own, my own worst critic, um, by a mile. Um, so I, I almost, when, when it's done, yes, I have my sample and, and I taste it against my test blend. It tracks, it's good, you know, check, you have to check it 15 times now it feels like, but um, you know, I, I almost am to the point that once we bottle it, I just need to sit there and, and, and not touch it for two weeks. You know, I open one, I start second guessing myself. I start saying, Oh, you know, I mean, it's just, and it's, it's maddening. You don't sleep at night. You think, Oh, is this gonna, You know I mean? It's, it's, it's nerve wracking, but, um, I, I, I do believe that, you know, it's, a big part of it is that like confidence in yourself that you've, you've done it right. That, you know, that, that it's, um, you know, you didn't just half-ass it. You didn't phone it in. Um, and you gotta, you gotta go with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of these smaller, smaller custom blends, you know, less than a hundred gallons. And I will, Typically, you know, I'll have the blends locked in, you know, get the ratios figured, okay, what barrels, and sometimes it's portions of barrels, and um, there's there's more moving parts than than I realized. And then we'll get the liquid in a tank and start to proof it down, and then, um, you know, we've had times where um, we had to pivot because it, for whatever reason, uh, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I kind of get into this analysis paralysis, especially with these. And, and I'm, I'm kind of beating my head against the wall with some of these um, finishes because they're more complex than I had realized. And, uh, you know, I, I've said within the last couple of weeks that it, we're, this is the last maple barrel finish we're going to do. This is the last <laughs> port finish. This is the last. And, and I keep saying, you know, I'm a purist and I've got to get away from the, they're, they're more complex. And I'm actually leaning more toward like the, the wine finishes, the, the cognac, the, you know, Armagnac, that, that sort of thing versus anything sugary such as a maple syrup barrel or honey or, um, they, you know, Dixon's said this time and time again that, you know, one and two don't add up to three and, no. Wow, the these are mind blowing. How you can mix, you know, two sweet finished blends together, and then all of a sudden you get this flat, dull. The sh the, the sweetness is gone, and then yeah, then you mess with the proof, and it's um. And I'm sorry, I got off topic there, but uh, you know, I would agree with Dixon as you know, as far as coming up with a blend. It's it's based on what what's in inventory. You know what. What spices do you have in the in the, the spice rack to be able to you know create that dish that you're, um, but you know admittedly I get more samples than I have of barrels and in inventory, and so you know I'll blend with those and then okay now I've got to we've got to get some more wheat barrels or some um, you know some more um, something else that we don't have in inventory. Yeah. And, uh, but those are those are for future blends down the oh, always good to have stuff kind of in the in the queue better to need it and not have it than right. or, or have it and not need it, have it not need, need it, it and yeah. not have it right right so when you guys go about starting you know are you are you looking at a product that maybe has a hole or a gap that you can fill in its profile, or are you looking for something that is already on its own, basically very good, and finding a way to accentuate certain parts or add a layer to it? Yeah, I'll, may I? Sure. I is I, I'm realizing more and more what I naturally do when I'm tasting whiskey, and it's. I didn't realize this f until recently, you know, within the last year or so that that I'm always thinking of how to make it better no matter w what I'm drinking and or, or or how it could be improved. And then, you know, sort of um hypothesize what what that might look like, you know, get, understand the blend or understand the the mash bill. Uh, where it came from, the age, all the things, and then think about, okay, this is good. However, what could be done to it? And, and you know, and that's where I started years and years ago is just tinkering around with some Jim Beam and Buffalo Trace and, you know, come up using pre precise measurements to, to, oh, that's good. Hey, hey, maybe I'll call Jim Beam and tell him that, um, you know, I mixed their peanut butter with their chocolate and we came up with something amazing. Um but it, I, I do the same thing with food, and I, you know, I think that's how I 
landed in in this industry is kind of that's that's what I always wanted to do, and now that's what I get to do. Um, but yeah, I was doing a tasting recently this week, and um, similar similar type of question, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, my... See, I for me, <clears throat> my you know getting started whatever twelve fifteen. How, I don't know how many years ago it was, but a long time ago, a lot of blends ago. I, I would tell you that I was blending to, you know, and, and again, it's that same idea of like, you know, the, the, the whole is not always the sum of the parts. Um, I, I was, I was blending with, with, things that I, I, I didn't think were fantastic. Um, I was blending things that, you know, I, I looked at them as, as, as bourbons with flaws. Um, you know, I, I, I had very in, in, and I'm talking about in my previous life, Kentucky, I mean, you know, and especially after I got involved with Stoli and they started buying everything that came on the market, oftentimes a lot more volume of this stuff than I was recommending. Um, but you know, my, what I kind of took my role and my job and what I, what my challenge was, um, was taking these things that individually would I bottle them? Hell no. Um, individually would I have put them out there and, you know, and, and been proud of it not a chance. Um, the, you know, but so, so I took it as my, you know, as a challenge and, and, and really, you know, what I, it, it was, it was a, again, it was a path to finding that, you know, you take these flawed things and, and, you know, how do you fit the pieces of this puzzle together to make them into something really special? Um, because on their own, um, they they were lacking uh, individually. They they had they they were they were more flaws than there were good qualities. Um, and and that was that was really what I was you know how how I started you know especially as we grew the batches. It's like okay, I had a shitload of these barrels and a shitload of these barrels and a shitload of these barrels. And you know what? <laughs> On their own, they ain't very good. You know, but if you find that right ratio and find out yeah. how they complement each other and maybe even mask some of the other stuff, it works. And, and you know, my new venture and this new opportunity, I could bottle this stuff that I've got straight away. I mean, just straight away. And, um, you know, but to me, it also means that I haven't. Yes, it, they are proprietary mash bills. They're exclusive to us. It doesn't taste like anything else out there on the market. But I haven't put my stamp on it. I haven't. I haven't done. You know. Yes, I've I've monitored the maturation and and, and moved some barrels around. But you know, I, I want to be able to. You know, when I Eric, when we're hanging out, I want to be able to say to you that you know I did more than just buy this from some guy. And put it in a bottle yep. and say, this is mine. You know, I double barreled this stuff. I moved it around. I aged it until I thought it was ready. I blended it with three other elements and blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, so it's, I mean, it, it didn't come from anywhere, but this sick mind right up here, you know, and, and, um, 
So there are plenty yeah. of people who can buy their brand. You make your brand. That that's how I've always equated it. You actually put a mark to it. You do your process. There are other brands out there that take barrels that they are simply buying from other companies, slap a new label on it, throw Grandpappy's story on the backside, right, right. and onto the shelf it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a good way to good way to summarize it. Yeah. And for what it's worth, the Phoenix Blend is phenomenal. Well, appreciate it. Thank you. I, I, I am equally as excited about the, the Innkeeper's Blend that we um, we have coming out and should be in market probably first, first-ish week-ish of April. Um, so are you looking to try and do one blend a year, two blends a year? Yeah, or so we'll is it do just kind of what dictates. Mm-mm. No, we'll do we'll do two of those a year. So I'm launching the okay. in, Innkeeper's Blend in April. You know that will have the the lantern on the front of it, and that you know that will be, um, you know, and then I will start work and blending, and we will bottle the Tribute Blend um, in. I think we bottle that in august for like a september october release so that one actually okay. you know, we did the phoenix with the phoenix on the front we did the innkeeper with the lantern on the front we're doing the um the tribute blend it has the deadman family crest on the front um, oh heck so yeah. so it'll be you know and then i'll do another one you know i'll do two a year um in that in that icon series um later this year we'll launch our um kind of volume play um, it's the Oak series. So all the liquid is yep. double oaked with heavy char American Oak. Um, to that, I'm going to add a French Oak version, probably add a cognac infused Oak version. Um, uh, but that'll be our 49 99, you know, kind of everyday double Oak product that's out there. And then, um, the sticking point on this one is the glass. Uh, but I'm doing an all black. I've been working on this for three years. An all black, well, two and a half years. An all black uh, bottle with a kind of a matte black gem on the front. It's called the Gem of Kentucky. Um, that's going to be exclusive uh, or exclusive. Those are going to be exclusively single barrels. Um, all the the double barreled high rye uh, distillate will go into there. Um, so that'll be our kind of limited top tier release. But you know, that's that's one of the things that. This, you know, there's a challenge around every corner, and right now it's it's finding the the glass that that I'm happy with. Um, so that's kind of what absolutely we're, what we're waiting on. So going with the black bottle, if I can ask, was some of that inspiration drawn from New Riff when they came to market a few years back with that black to clear bottle? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like. I like that gradient look of that bottle. I mean, I, I think just generally. I'm not speaking, saying that you ripped them off no, by no, no, any no, measure. I'm no, saying no. you saw Wait. you saw something and you went, "Yeah, that's something I want to do." Well, I would say it's it's a little bit less of like I saw what they wanted to do and more about kind of what I wanted to do with two XO and 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 to be honest, okay. you you said it perfectly. Like I didn't want I, I've I've done the hundred year old great grandfather story like talking about what happened in eighteen seventy nine and you know whatever and um and I think you know 
American whiskey and, and the new brands, a lot of them are getting really bogged down in that. Like, oh, I've got to have this old story. Like, I've got to have this. We've got to. We're going to use this this false narrative about some mule that used to drag mash up a hill at at Uncle Freddy's still in the woods. You know, and I, you know, I think that there's an opportunity for, for some modernity in the American whiskey space. And that's kind of why we went with something like two XO, which is a little bit different. It's more like a symbol than it is a, not to say we're like Prince or whatever, but, um, <laughs> you know, but I, I just, you know, I, I want less words on the front of the bottle and, and less, you know, it, it's, it, and I, I just want it to have a different look and a different feel and, and, and you see what's happening in the agave space and they're kind of moving towards a lot of that. You know, you look at Klaus Azul and things like that and those ceramic decanters yeah. and, and, and whatever, and they, they stand out, man. They just jump out at you when you walk into a bar and, and absolutely. And that, you know, that all black bottle with that gold two XO across, you know, across the front of it. And it, it just, it just looks so different and looks so, I thought so damn cool. Um, but I yeah, want the bottle I mean, to there's... be right. I mean, especially in this marketplace, I look over at my shelf and I mean, yeah, there's a lot of unique shapes, but it's all clear glass, it's all brown liquor, and you've got a lot of red, brown, and black labels just mm -hmm. sitting out there. Yeah, and then if you go to the rye shelf, it's all green, you know? Green, <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, gents, I'm going to start to wind this thing down, but I want to share something here that just kind of popped into the into our hands it's a it's a little oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, i've never i mean i really do look good in a cowboy hat i need you do man yeah you I, do you i was i was picturing it completely consuming you but uh no you look good in that. no I, in the... I i'm a <laughs> you're a cowboy i'm a cowboy you you belong on my uh, god on the TV show Dallas, yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> that, that that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. Um, You're welcome. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Eric, and I hope it was yeah. enjoyable for you. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for joining us, and um, you know, be sure to stay in touch. We look forward to seeing you out in the out in the wild, and you know, perhaps at some events and whatnot. And uh, tell your friends, tell your family, and and uh, you know, maybe we do it again sometime. But thank you so much for your support and for for all the things we really appreciate you yeah man you let uh, me know when you're coming back to kentucky we'll uh we'll figure something out all right i'll make sure i uh get up towards north in north indianapolis when you come to town next okay, month good yeah i'd love to see you man all right thank you guys so much for the opportunity to come on and talk i appreciate your time and i appreciate you answering some questions heck yeah thank you so much gents cheers another fun podcast cheers appreciate cheers you. sorry i just water <laughs> Blame.